spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. He's the former senator from the great state of Connecticut. He was Al Gore's running mate in 2000 and almost... John McCain, his good friend's running mate in 2008. And most importantly for our purposes today, he is a founding co-chair of No Labels. This is Senator Joe Lieberman. Belated Happy New Year. Thank you for coming back. Remember now, you can relax, Senator. I'm the one host in the country who wants to see this happen. Yeah, I'm relaxed. Good to be back with you, Michael, and thank you. Is Chris Christie No Labels material? I think he might well be. Um, We have people who are active in no labels who who are close to and have been uh, supportive of Governor Christie in his uh, presidential bid. So um, I want to talk to him. I I know him. I like him. Uh, If I may use the phrase I just heard in the lead in to your program. Uh, Chris Christie is refreshingly independent, and that's the kind of candidate No Labels is looking for. Look, uh, earlier in the year when he was asked about No Labels, he basically said uh, it was not an effort that had any chance of succeeding. But maybe the world will look different uh, to him now, and uh, I'd like to reach out to him and and see if uh, he, Governor Christie, is at all interested in being on a bipartisan no labels unity ticket uh, this year, he, he could he could be a very strong candidate. So, in the abstract, not thinking just of Christie now, beyond refreshingly independent, how would you describe what you're looking for? Well, we are now. No labels is really focused on uh, ballot access, getting on the ballots. In the 32 states where we legally uh, can gain ballot access before there's actually a ticket. And we're making great progress. We're now active in 27 of the states. And uh, trust me, every two or three days I ask our people, how's it going? Are we okay? And they say, oh, we're way ahead of parole. We're going to be fine. So I I take their word that we will be fine. I think we will. Then we got to decide, is the moment right for a third uh, choice for the American people. We sure think they want it. We know they want it from every poll. That not only do they not like the choice of Trump and Biden, they, they know if it's Trump and Biden again, is this going to be more a partisan uh, attack, counterattack? And a, a lot of our national problems are not going to be solved. 
So what are we looking for? We're looking for people uh, who are genuinely independent, who will, I mean, it sounds like uh, rhetoric, but it's true. We'll put the country first, uh, uh, not their parties. This will be a bipartisan ticket. So uh, what they'll put forward is working across party lines to get something done. I mean, there are different models here. We could go for people who have proven records of being independent and bipartisan in political careers, but, but we're also talking about looking at and talking to, in a very informal way, people from outside of uh, political experience who bring a kind of strength of leadership and a fresh vision and, frankly, a kind of patriotism, or would bring it, uh, to a bipartisan unity ticket. So, uh, Senator, we, uh, we got a lot of lot of potentials, but uh, it's, it's nobody's saying no. I was going to say it's now the 11th of January. I would imagine by now right, you must right. have you must have a defined process as to how you'll make the decision of whether to field a ticket. First of all, am I right? Do you know? I don't know if you're at liberty to describe it. I'd love to hear yeah. it. But do you know the process by which you'll decide if you're going forward? Yeah, well, we've talked about a process, but we've also said that um, for now, we just have to concentrate on getting the signatures in all the states that we need to be on the 32 ballots. So we really have something of value to turn over to a ticket. But the truth is, at the same time, uh, we've decided generally on a process, but um, we're we're not going to activate it for a while. And the process will be that there will be some kind of a nominating, vetting, reviewing committee of candidates, uh, which will make a recommendation to a, a convention of no labels delegates, a genuine um, a national convention. Originally, we thought we might, would do it in person in Dallas, but uh, we think that takes too much time and money to organize. So it's definitely going to be a virtual convention. But that's where the final decision will be made. Right now, um, there's just an informal process where a lot of people in no labels who are leaders um, are talking to potential candidates and uh, seeing if they're interested. And as I said, there, there, are, there are a lot of really good people out there, um, and, um, and nobody's saying no, but honestly, nobody's jumping forward and saying yes, because I think they want to see the same facts that uh, we do before we make a final decision, that there really is a chance, not only is it is it something the American people want, uh, that is a third choice <clears throat> that's not partisan, <clears throat> excuse me, Michael, <clears throat> but uh, a, a third choice that is really uh, two candidates of high quality who really offer hope for a better future um, for our country. And, um, you know, that, that's the big challenge. It's not going to be, it'll take a lot of courage for somebody to decide to get into this. But um, <clears throat> we think the situation in the country is bad enough that there'll be some really high quality people ready to do it. And uh, <clears throat> that's why we're working so hard to give them the ballot access to make it possible. All right, I want to. I want to ask. I'm going to. I'm going to give you a chance. 
I'm going to give you a chance to catch your breath for a second while I while I frame this question. I I want to ask right, a chicken. Sir. I want to I want to ask a chicken and egg question, and and it's this: Will no sir. labels commit to the idea of running a ticket without knowing who would fill that role, or is the decision dependent upon knowing the vice presidential and presidential candidate before saying, "Okay, we're all in." Yeah, no, I think we've got to we got to we got to be able to say yes to both of those questions. So your questions are good. In other words, we've got to be able to say based on uh, the data, <clears throat> who's running? Is it really going to be? And this will probably be clear. We've said around March fifteenth. Um, is it going to be Trump and Biden again? Uh, notwithstanding questions about both, I'd say the odds are great that it will be Trump and Biden that will be nominated by the Republicans and Democrats. And um, but then we've got to look at the numbers and uh, the data and decide that uh, a bipartisan unity, third choice uh, for the American people, really has a chance to win, but um, at least has a chance to do well enough to send a message to the two major parties that there's uh, a lot of Americans out here who feel that the two parties have gone extreme and don't represent uh, most of us uh, in this country. But then the final decision, uh, notwithstanding all that, we got to um, conclude that um, we're not just filling slots on a bipartisan unity ticket with two people who are courageous enough to say they'll do it, but they've got to really be good candidates that uh, offer a choice, a real third choice, a different choice, a bipartisan choice, a national interest, national values choice uh, to the American people that's different than uh, Trump and Biden. So, so is no labels, is are you, is no labels passive in this regard? Are you waiting for candidates to, to contact you or other leadership hmm. or is there a recruitment underway? Well, I would say there's a, a kind of informal recruitment underway. I mean, we haven't um, uh, triggered the, the process of, of vetting and review and all that, but uh, there's no question that um, we, we share information among those who are most active in no labels. And um, uh, there are some people who talk to some of our members, but a lot of our members, our leaders, are reaching out to potential candidates. So uh, while it's not formal, uh, we're letting people know that we're interested in them and we hope they'll think about this uh, for the good of our country. And as I say, people are listening, potential candidates. Uh, nobody's saying, yes, I'll do it right away. But nobody's saying no. And that to me at this point uh, is encouraging. Senator Joe Lieberman, ladies and gentlemen, founding co-chair of No Labels. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Senator, I'm all for choice. I'm Mm. all for something beyond Republican and Democratic candidates. I've I've always liked conceptually the the idea that there'd be additional choice, no labels, independent, uh, just something other than the status quo. But it's inconceivable to me that if there were a credible third party candidate, that that candidate could right. win, that ticket could win 270 at best. It would kick it to the House of Representatives. And I hear this from callers. So I really want Senator Joe Lieberman, founding right. co-director right. of No Labels, to, to, to address this. What is the argument for actually winning? Yeah. So on the numbers um, that we have on polling we've done, uh, it shows um, that we're doing that, that uh, understood this is not candidates. This is you give people a choice of Trump, Biden or a bipartisan unity ticket. Sometimes it's described as an independent moderate uh, ticket. And uh, in uh, enough states, uh, that's third choice actually runs ahead of Trump and Biden, that um, if that happened when we had real live candidates on the ticket, we would actually have enough to go over the 271. But, you know, I'm not kidding myself, and none of us are. Uh, That hasn't happened, arguably, since Abraham Lincoln in 1860. On the other hand, I don't think our political system has been so divided, and uh, the American people so disgusted by the two major parties and by the probable two uh, candidates for president before in our history. So <clears throat> this may be a moment of, uh, of history and a, and, a, and a better kind of history, which will 
You know, I keep thinking of, of Thomas Jefferson's um, uh, statement long ago that a little uh, political rebellion in our system uh, is imp- will be important, as important in politics as uh, great storms are in the natural world. In other words, to, to, to uh, get rid of the dead wood. And um, boy, are we ever at that point now. So I, I would I would not um, dismiss the, the possibility that we can do something this year um, that never has done be- been done before in our history, certainly not since uh, 1860. And uh, Abraham Lincoln, which is a pretty good uh, role model to uh, build on. One final uh, subject. Let me play devil's advocate with Senator Joe Lieberman. You know that that some critics, they say, of of all people, you should know better because you were Al Gore's running mate in 2000. And but for Ralph Nader running third and and having some significance in Florida, you would have been elected vice president. Do you here's the specific question. Do you blame the Nader candidacy for the failure of Gore Lieberman? I don't. I mean, exit polls in Florida, surprisingly, <clears throat> showed that Nader's vote would have broken pretty evenly. Although I must say, full disclosure, the exit polls in New Hampshire uh, showed that Nader probably took more votes than from Al Gore and me. And if we had carried New Hampshire, we would have won, uh, even though I think it has four electoral votes, that would have been enough to win the election. So uh, none of us want to be spoilers here. And to be more explicit, um, most of us in no labels certainly don't want to be spoilers who helped uh, reelect Donald Trump because as much as we are focused on restoring bipartisanship, national interest, et cetera, to our <clears throat> to our government, uh, you know Trump represents a whole series of separate uh, challenges, threats to our government beyond uh, too much partisanship, which he's part of. And that includes, in my opinion, particularly respect for the for the rule of law. So, look, one of the things we're going to do when we look at the data uh, will be to make sure that a, that a bipartisan unity ticket uh, does not end up uh, inadvertently uh, making it more likely that Donald Trump will be elected, that, it, that it's uh, kind of neutral between the two candidates. Right now, our polling shows that uh, that's the case. And, you know, to be a little more explicit, one of the things we're thinking about in No Labels is whether it would make sense to have our presidential candidate be a Republican, vice president be a Democrat, so that the Republican would be more likely to draw votes from Republicans who really don't want to vote for Trump. And uh, I think that would protect us against being spoilers. Incidentally, uh, people like Nader always uh, ran as spoilers. Um, they they wanted to pull at Gore and the Democrats to the left. They never thought they had a chance to win. <clears throat> We're idealistic or, or naive enough to think that we uh, a third-choice bipartisan ticket this year will not be a spoiler, but really has a chance uh, to get elected in these really unusual circumstances in uh, American politics. A final question. What if it's an I? What if mm. it's an I and a D or an I mm. and an R? Could that ticket float for no labels or must it be an R and a D? Yeah. 
you know, I, I think we all prefer an R and a D, but um, you know, an I is somewhere in between. So if we come up with a good, refreshingly independent I, um, that, that I think that's acceptable. Really, at that point, will depend on the quality of the candidate, uh, and that's most important. Senator TikTok. I mean, you know, it's it's twenty twenty four. This is going to happen soon, right? I know it's we're we're here, and uh, we've done a lot of work to prepare for it. Uh, I was really happy to see that there's a, um, a independent group because no labels can't do it that is announced that it's going to file papers with the Federal Elections Commission to create a super PAC to raise money for a potential uh, third choice bipartisan unity ticket, and that's really important because a, a lot of talk about TikTok, a lot of uh, effort, work, and money needs to be brought together quickly. And I think the idea that there's a super PAC out there may actually help us to get uh, top tier uh, candidates to run for president and vice president on a, uh, a bipartisan unity ticket. We'll see. Things are moving. And uh, uh, as I say, the real time for decision is after a lot of data collection and and seeing how the primaries go uh, will come uh, right around the middle of March. Appreciate the update. You can go call Chris Christie now. And thank you so much for your time as always. (laughs) Thanks, Michael. You're the best. Thank you. Have a good day. Senator Joe Lieberman, ladies and gentlemen, founding co-chair of No Labels, Al Gore's running mate in 2000, who would have been if John McCain hadn't been talked out of it. McCain's running mate in 08. McCain's, I don't know if his first choice was Lieberman and his second choice was Ridge or if it was Ridge and then Lieberman. But but the insiders say and it's been written about that he wanted one or the other and was talked out of it uh, primarily on on an abortion basis. And that's how Sarah Palin became the choice. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. 
Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Biden won that election, and the idea that he's gone and carried this out forever to the point that he's going to continue to say these things to scare the American people are wrong. We've seen a lot of states come together and do more election integrity bills. We need to do more than that. We still have three or four states that I'm worried about that don't have that. But at the end of the day, I will always defend and fight the constant for the Constitution. That's what we should do as Americans. I think what happened on January 6th was a terrible day, and I think President Trump will have to answer for it. Well, listen, she's right in saying that Trump lost the election. It's not that Biden won the election. I'm not taking something away from him, or maybe I am. I don't know. It was a referendum on Donald Trump in the end. Uh, That's the first thing that I wanted to say. The second thing that I wanted to say is, as an independent myself, as a non-party affiliate, as we are called in in my home state of Pennsylvania, I'm I'm all for something that boosts third-party efforts. I, I don't know how the math works, having said that for no labels. I get it. A plurality of us are independents. More say that they are independent than say, and this is according to Gallup, than say that they are Republican or members of the Democratic Party. But I don't, I don't know. I, I, I need to know what is the path to 270? Because if No Labels puts up the effort and, and runs a quality race, has a solid, well-credentialed vice presidential and presidential candidate, and no one gets to 270, and it goes to the House of Representatives where each state delegation gets one vote. You know that, right? We've been through this before. California and South Dakota have the same amount of say if the House of Representatives is making the decision. It wouldn't be the House as it's currently comprised. It would be the House as it exists after the election of 2024. But now my cynicism kicks in because I don't think there'll be any independent, meaning ran and were elected as an independent in the House of Representatives. So can you count on Republicans and Democrats not to vote for one of their own if the House of Representatives is making the call? Vaughn, you're in Salt Lake City, Utah. Greetings. Uh, Welcome. What did you most want to say? Well, I'm thinking Chris Christie's political career is washed up as far as being a presidential candidate at this point. And he is so against Donald Trump. I'm thinking it's very possible if he doesn't get on a no labels ticket, he will actually come out and endorse Joe Biden for president. Meaning if Trump is the nominee. Yes, he would endorse Joe Biden to keep Trump from being elected. He and would. They have enough. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know that he would. I don't know that he would carry so much sway. I don't know that you're saying, and maybe you're not arguing that he he could single handedly uh, cause Biden to to win. There's no way, given what he said last night, given what Christie said, and I don't mean the comments about Nikki Haley. <clears throat> I mean the comments that he made about Donald Trump and the regret that he has as to playing a role for Trump. There's no way, Chris Christie does an about face and is supportive of Donald Trump. There is a way, in my view, and you can respond to this, Vaughn, I can absolutely see 
Nikki Haley three months from now, six months from now, endorsing Trump. And I feel the same way about DeSantis. Let me stop there and ask, do you agree with that? Yes, I absolutely do. Right. I think that Chris Christie is so adamant about not getting Trump elected that he may actually endorse Joe Biden to help prevent that. I mean, can I see Chris Christie on a stage? uh, What would it be? Chicago. And thank you, Vaughn, endorsing President Joe Biden. Yeah, I certainly can. I certainly can. In, in, In kind of the same way as Michael Bloomberg endorsing Hillary Clinton. In 2016 against uh, against Donald Trump, I, I could see Christie playing that kind of a, a keynote role for the Democrats. Mike, you're in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What did you most want to say? Hey, Michael, I, I, the, the reason why Trump is going to win is because there's never actually been any uh, any consequences for the people who committed crimes before Trump's first election and then while he was the president. If that would have been done, then Donald Trump would no longer be here. But since, since the, you know, when the FBI falsifies documents and gives it to uh, the FISA judges and gets away with it, the American people, there's a segment of them that don't forget that. When, when the Democratic Party, along with the FBI, float the notion that your president is a, is a Russian spy... And that turns out not to be true either. A segment of the population, they're like, they don't forget that. So all of the stuff that Trump does wrong, it's all true. But when you falsify documents to go after him and no one ever gets punished for that, the American people go, hey, wait a minute. You know, you guys broke Somebody, the law and got away right. with it. So let me say this. Somebody should have been punished for the falsification of information that led to Carter Page being surveilled. I agree with you there, but I I've been wanting to say I've been wanting to say something else, though, and I'll 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 say it now, Mike, and, and I'll keep you on the line. You can you can respond. This idea has kicked in where Trump supporters are of the idea that everything about him pertaining to possible collusion was was ginned up and never should have been investigated to begin with. And I don't agree with that. I, I, I remember, I, and I got to go back and reread my own notes, but there was that meeting at Trump Tower uh, that was uh, Paul Manafort was present. I want to say Jared was present. Bannon may or may not have been present. But this was this was the whole, you know, we've got dirt on Hillary. Do you want to meet with us meeting? And there was enough out there that I think that it needed to be tracked down. The the FBI would have been derelict in its duty if they hadn't looked at Donald Trump. That's my recollection. Okay, that that meeting at Trump Tower, any campaign, if someone says to you, hey, I got I got dirt on your on your opponent, I'm going to go down and listen to that. Now, they figured that 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 meeting was a setup and it was B.S. after about 10 minutes and they all left. So, but, but Kushner left. It was one. That, that, being, that being true. It was uh, one, Hillary but it was had, one of. Hillary, I, you're, you're catching Hillary me cold. It was Russia. one of. We're talking over each other. I'm just going to finish my point. It was one of a half dozen different things. I just, I'm not going to allow, at least in my mind, the narrative to seep in and be accepted as gospel. That there was never anything there, and yet they went after Trump with this investigation. 
That and that's that's not the the, the result of the Mueller report either. It in the end was there collusion? There was not, but it did need to be looked at. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, Joe, you're in Denver, Colorado. Greetings. What are you thinking today? Uh, just jumping over to the idea of an independent candidate and kind of tying into the perspective of Mike just uh, before me. I, I think an independent candidate would have a good shot if they position themselves to be the punching bag for both parties in taking the heat for doing making the tough decisions that need to be made to get the solutions in place we need. Is there really a path to win? Could an independent candidate get to 270? I have no doubt. And this is going to be the hard part of this, Joe. I have no doubt that the polling data is going to suggest that the country doesn't want Biden or Trump. What what is going to happen between now and March 15, which happens to be my birthday? What is going to happen to dramatically shift these numbers? Nothing. You think all of a sudden, overall, where two-thirds of the American people say, I don't want either of these guys, you think that all of a sudden there's going to be a shift in the data and it's like, no, we, we want Biden. Oh, Donald Trump, he's our man. No, the numbers are going to be in March what they are today. They haven't shifted at all on these two guys. So no labels. We can move from step two to step three. You're like, step one is go get on the ballot. Step two is, if you build it, will they come? The data will suggest that, yes, they will come. Now, let's get to stage three and talk about numbers or or people, because the minute that you talk about individuals, then it's like in concept, we love this. And then all of a sudden, somebody pitches a name and you're like, "Mm, not her, not him. I didn't think that's who you were talking about. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.